0: From Edinburgh, Scotland, across the globe, you're listening to Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed, the people's podcast, here to rock the podcast world.
1: Happy New Year from the Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed podcast show, As yes, welcome to 2016. Thank you for being a wonderful audience over the last year. It's been great. Basically, it's been fantastic. We've had over nearly 13,000 plays around the world, and we say thank you. And we hope that 2016, we'll be able to entertain you, and you'll continue to listen to us, and we'll continue to be Scotland's almost free speech, and we'll continue to do weird and wacky things, and just to entertain you guys and to say thank you. And to keep you listening and hopefully not just weird and wacky things, but some interesting topics, interesting news, interesting views, you name it, we're here. So thank you. Happy New Year, 2016. What are your goals? What are you aiming for? What's your plans? Are you setting goals or are you not setting goals? What do you want to achieve in 2016, whether you're in business, whether you're a podcaster whether you do something totally different. What do you want to achieve in 2016? What do you want to change from 2015 that you can make better in 2016? So, let us know. Email us at hatrickandramsey at gmail.com Give us your views. Tell us what you think. Tell us what. You, tell us anything you want. Tell us how you like our show, how we can improve our show, how can we go forward and be, be better for our listeners. And how, how can that be? But anyway. One good news. We have a sponsor coming up. We will be announcing our sponsor soon. We have to do a bit of negotiations. So uh, watch this space. You'll hear start hearing our sponsor. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Acast, the app. You can find us on Podbean. You can find us on SoundCloud. That is where you can listen to our show and we say a big thank you for all the people who have listened all over the world. It's been great to have a nice audience. So uh, hopefully we continue to. Uh, so should I say float your boat if you really if that takes your fancy, um. But anyway, um, I will stop waffling on. We're going to have uh, some music from Avril Cole, uh, a woman who I was chatting to on the platform Blab. She has some music on SoundCloud, and we've had permission to um, sort of play some of her music so I've downloaded one of her tracks. Her track is called Arms of an Angel and it is a cover so you'll hear that during the later on in the podcast. We also have our part two of our interview with Savilla Morgan and it's Childless Not By Choice and the topic of that podcast interview is adoption and we had a brief chat with Sevilla and we talked about the offers the things that are out there for adoption for people for women, not people, women who cannot have kids so I hope that you enjoy that part too but uh, as much as I do, let's have some music from Avril Cole and then we'll kick off with the interview with Sibylla Morgan and I hope that you enjoy it and uh, hey, and as I say, Happy New Year and we look forward to hearing from a lot more from us in 2016, more podcasts a sponsor just, hey, so much more we are the new Scotland's home of free speech, Hattig and Ramsey Unleashed. Here is some music from Avril Cole.
0: Spend all your time waiting For that second chance For a break that will make there's always some reason to feel not good enough and it's hard at the end of the day and need some distraction or a beautiful release May Tired of this straight line, and everywhere you turn, there's vultures and thieves at your back. The phone keeps on twisting. You keep on building the lies that you make up for all that you lack. It don't. See easier Join the show, tell us about it. Send us your feedback, suggestions, or thoughts to Hatrick and Ramsey at gmail.com. Hey. This is yours truly, Black Caesar X of the Sea Pirate Network, and when I'm not out here listening to Hatrick and Ramsey, we're broadcasting out on the Sea Pirate Network, www.iko.ha.uf. we are looking forward to having the Hatrick and Ramsey podcast up on the channel on our network soon. Black I'm out.
1: Good day to the Hatrick and Ramsey Unleash listeners out there. This is the Hatrick and Ramsey Unleash podcast show. Doing another interview, part two, with Sevilla Morgan. Now, Sevilla Morgan is part of 21st Century Hannah podcast show. We're doing an interview with her again, but we're also doing a sort of slight crossover podcast with 21st century Hannah so it means her listeners can also get the benefit of the uh, listening to this interview stroke uh, talk about adoption of part two the part two of about adoption is regarding the main subject is childless not by choice regarding the first topic we approached to so the first time we approached the villa to interview her regarding women who can't have children for what due to certain circumstances etc etc so we welcome Sibyla Morgan to this pl- the show and uh, as we do a cro- part crossover interview so to wish Sibyla a happy new year and how was your festive season and your new year Sybyla Morgan
2: hi Fraser thanks for having me once again and uh, so far so good it could always be worse
1: <laughs> yes it could be worse <laughs> so uh Let's talk adoption. adoption um, is obviously an option that many people take to adopt a child when they are unable to have a child uh, because they are obviously the, it can't, must be quite heartbroken for any women who find out that maybe they even at a young age they can't have kids due to whatever circumstances. We know that certain people won't be able to adopt because of the or won't be able to have kids because of the certain reasons and want to adopt and ha- it can be quite heartbreaking. Regarding the scenario, as a child childless person, a person who can't have children yourself, what do you? What's the pros and cons of adoption? What do you think? Is it a good thing, bad thing, or hey, what's your thoughts on it? if, if well, there's anything,
2: I believe adoption is an awesome thing. I think mm-hmm. um, it's just choosing choosing your family members in reverse, let's say, instead of um, having a natural child. And, uh, just having the child that you have, you don't know what you're going to get, which, you know, that's life anyway. But when you can adopt, I think that's even more beautiful because you get to choose the child and the child in a way is choosing you. And so I think adoption is a wonderful thing. And as I mentioned in our previous interview, I did try a couple of times to adopt, but it, things just didn't work out the two times that I tried. And the other times that I considered it, the timing wasn't right. So I, I ran into some roadblocks when when considering and trying to adopt. But I think it's one of the most beautiful things on the planet, is to adopt.
1: Do you think there's a, um, well, obviously there's pros and I know it's a good thing to adopt, but pros and cons going through the adoption process. Is, is it an easy process or a hard process?
2: Well, since I never went too far into the process... Uh, I don't. I couldn't say on authority whether it's difficult or not because I only got so far the couple of times that I tried. Uh, I can say that to the points that I got to, which, as I said, weren't that far in, it seemed like it, it wasn't going to be easy. But I, I don't think it should be too easy either because uh, this is a human being that we're talking about. And uh, I, I believe that human beings, regardless of age, uh, we're in the, the world they are, race, whatever you want to say, we're all human beings at the end of the day, and we've got to make sure that these children are being protected as best they can. So I don't think the process should necessarily be easy, but um, it should be, and, and it, obviously it is. Uh, it can be overcome because people are adopting every day. So, you know, maybe my situation was just an anomaly, and uh, I like to think that it probably just wasn't supposed to be. And so uh, to answer the question, it shouldn't be easy. Okay.
1: What's your, verd- what's your view on uh, fostering? Obviously, fostering is a kind of the halfway kind of um, the phase of doing adoption. It means you're still looking after a child, but you're not having to commit to the full kind of everyday, lifetime, Look at the, if you know what I mean, lifetime. Like a dog, a dog is for life, not just for Christmas, for example. A child is for life and not just for Christmas. So uh, maybe fostering is kind of testing the water. What do you think of that?
2: Foster, foster care is, is sort of testing the water. You do still have to interact with the child on a daily basis for as long as the child is in your home. So you do have to to make sure that that child, that person is, is being taken care of. You're teaching them what you can and doing the best with them that you can until they are put into their quote unquote forever home or back to their parents. Um, so you, that does uh, fostering does give you the opportunity to pour positivity into that child. So I think that's a great thing too. And and people have asked me if I had considered it, and I maybe I'm selfish, but I feel like. If I were to foster, I might as well just adopt. And I just, it would just break my heart to be interacting with this person. And then after six months or a year or a year and a half or whatever, they would be taken away and put back with, you know, their parents or whomever. So that would break my heart. I'm a crybaby. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I just didn't want to go that route and just, uh, you know, deal with all of that. I, there are people that are cut out to, to foster children take care of them and hand them off and then you know bring more children in but i don't think i'm made up that way
1: how would you if some of the people who are listening to this and the people who are listening to this on the podcast um how would they if they were to say contact you direct okay how and you would and get some general advice on adoption how would you approach them or how would you help them out
2: I would just go by the questions that they ask. I don't have any set steps or rules or anything like that, because as I said, I didn't go fully through the pro- the process, and I didn't go that far into the process. So I don't know if I would even be the person to talk to about the process, but I, I can, you know, encourage the person if they had any any questions about making that decision to adopt. I, I could definitely have a conversation With them, but I don't think I'm an authority
1: on adoption. Okay. What's your view on sponsoring a child? Obviously, a lot of people do sponsor kids, especially seeing sponsoring a child when it's maybe in Africa or something or uh, that type of thing. What's your view on that? Do you think it's a kind of is it similar to adoption or is it a cop out or it's like maybe sponsoring an animal in a zoo or something? What do you think of that? What's your view?
2: Uh, I, I think that however we can help children, we should. And those of us who are at the financial level to be able to do that, there are so many children around the world that need help. Unfortunately, on a world view, there are more people living in poverty than are not. And so, any way we can help, sure, help by sponsoring. We're not always in a situation to fully take care of a child financially. And so at least, you know, what is it, 40 bucks a month? U.S. $40, I should say, (laughs) a month on on average to to, uh, sponsor a child. You know, most people can afford to do that more than say adopting a child. So I think we should do whatever it is that we can. And uh, whether or not it's a cop out is something that each individual is going to have to deal with internally on their own and and ask themselves that question. And so I would say anything that we can do to help, we should do.
1: We'll come back to the adoption section in a second. What uh, up and coming, is there any, any updates or news on 21st Century Hannah or anything over the festive period that people maybe haven't uh, heard of? Or your have you got any set goals coming up for the 2016 for 21st Century Hannah? Uh, and well, what do you aim to, sorry, hang on a second, sorry, a bit of a long-winded question, but maybe several parts, Um, maybe what's your, how do you aim to help, well, how do you aim to get yourself out there more, and to reach, are you targeting a certain group of people, maybe within certain areas of the world, or just in Florida, uh, where you stay, and go from there, how's your
2: What's Let me thoughts? answer that question kind of backwards by <laughs> saying, for those who may not have listened to the first interview, okay. Uh, 21st Century Hannah um, 21st Century Hannah is the working title of my platform. And I call it a working title because initially I believed that was the correct title for my platform. However, as... Things are progressing, and I'm adamant about reaching people around the world, not just here in Central Florida or in the United States, but there are women suffering silently from being childless, not by choice, all around the world. So I'm not limiting my message and my platform to just the United States. And so I may have to tweak the title, because not everyone, I've been told knows who Hannah is, and that's fine. But um, my platform, whether I lead with it or not, my platform is going to be from a place of my beliefs, my faith. And so I may tweak it so that more people can come into the fold, and that's just because I want to help everyone. It's not me trying to say, well, let me just bring them in and then just bait and switch. I'm not going to do that either. People are going to know from the the, the, the outset what my faith and beliefs are however that's not what i have to lead with so um sorry about that so i just don't you know i i I may change it i may change it to childless not by choice comma 21st century hannah so that i can share who hannah is and uh so working on the title i think that answered the last part of your question as far as what i'm doing in 2016 Oh boy, it's a list because my eyes are like slowly being open to what I need to do, what needs to be done. And I've already started and uh, I would like to also thank you, uh, Fraser, for all of the help that you've given me with just suggestions that you've made, groups, additional groups that I should join because I belong to a lot of groups on Facebook and I thought that was enough. But you made me look at things in a different way, so I'd like to um, officially thank you for that as well because what I've done is joined more podcasting and radio show-type groups on Facebook, and I've created a a couple of more groups of my own. So I have a closed group called Childless Not By Choice. I have a private group, which I don't mention the name because it's a private group, and then I just uh, created a group for a podcaster for a group so it's a podcaster group because I am a podcaster but it's also a group that's been open for anyone to join where we can talk about the issue of childlessness not by choice so I have those three groups available the private group is for those women these the private group and the closed group are for women only the private one is for women who don't necessarily want people to know that they're in a group The closed one, as most of us who are on Facebook know, means you can search for the title and find it and join the group. So either group, just contact me to join. We basically are in those groups to help each other, to encourage each other, to post motivational memes and sayings and all of that. Just a place for women to, to come in and know that they're not being judged by how they feel or what they say because... The people in their lives don't necessarily understand what it is that they're dealing with. That's what those groups are all about. And as a podcaster with so many podcasters around the world, I feel like that podcaster group would be a great way, and I think you helped me with that one too, a great way to help to get the word out. Because at the end of the day, the bottom line for me is to get the word out about uh, the childless not by choice community around the world, and the fact that I am building a platform and creating a place and a space for these women to come to. So the long answer is, uh, not only do I have those groups, I'm going to be creating some meetups here in the U.S. to have uh, face-to-face meetings with with these women, with each other. I'm also going to be doing some video groups because I have women from uh, other countries that are in the groups as well, and I want to be able to do video, conference them, video conferencing in private groups with them. So there's a lot going on to answer your question. But that's okay because I'm passionate about this.
1: What well, uh, if, okay, with is not by choice, now we have kind of just we've covered adoption, we've sort of covered fostering, sponsoring a child. Uh, what other areas are involved with childless women?
2: As far areas, as far as. No. Well is, there,
1: is there a lot more areas to explore or is it kind of just pretty much what we've talked about?
2: I mean, there, there are probably things I haven't even thought of. Um, I'm keeping an open mind because I wasn't even thinking about creating additional groups a month or two ago. And I don't know what women in other countries... I, can, I have an idea as to what they probably have to deal with, but I don't know what's coming. But I'm, I'm looking forward to it because I know that this can only grow. There are millions of women around the world who wanted but could not have children, some of them are still able to try, but many will never carry a child, such as myself. And so those are the women that I'm really reaching out to, the ones that are never going to carry a child. And, uh, and then, you know, women who want children but have not yet been able to have any. Those are the, that's the, the group that I'm looking at, dealing with.
1: I suppose some of the areas you could actually cover would be, especially women these days, they're always encouraged to get smear tested, especially so they have cancer of the the ovaries, uh, because that can be a a major problem as well, especially at any age. And they're trying to, even in this country, I think they're trying to, they have done, bring down the age uh, of testing for smear tests uh, from people who... um, But yeah, what would... You, you probably that's another area you can explore in uh, going forward, so which should be great. But we're going to w- welcome a one of our audience would like to uh, uh, offer a couple of questions to Savilla Morgan. So we're going to invite somebody, uh, a woman called Nikki, into the the chat, the podcast show. Hi, Nikki. Hey. Hi um.
3: Hey, how are you?
1: Good. Thanks. Uh, what would you like to ask, or how would you like to contribute to this?
3: To, uh... um, well, I just wanted to contribute um, on uh, the uh, whole aspect of adoption and just speaking to parents who are adopting um, a child to always ask if they, if possible, um, if they can meet the parents of the child because I know, yeah, yeah, I know, and um, yeah, in a lot of uh, situations that child was never even supposed to be in CPS care in the first place, and I know that that may be hard for a lot of parents who are adopting as well. Um, you know, it might not be a comfortable uh, um, experience, you know, when you're adopting someone's child, but I think that if there is any resistance from CPS by that request, I think that, you know, if there was something, then you'd be able to tell it. You know, tell if there was something up, even at just a request, if there was any resistance. Um, I know uh, that there's millions of parents across even just the U.S. that have gotten their children taken away illegally um, by CPS, and I just want to make sure that no, there is. It's always a case that the child was supposed to be up for adoption, needs to adopted, and um, they give me a chance. So. Um, it's great that there's parents out there that adopt it, that, you know, want to provide good homes for children. It's fantastic. We need that. But, and they don't, you know, many of the parents, the majority of the parents don't know about their side of corruption on the other side. I just want to make sure that people are aware of that as well.
2: Yeah, she, she brought up a good point that um, we have to look at all aspects of, of adoption and not just assume the child is available. And um, I know a little bit of Nikki's story.
1: Okay, okay. So, do you want to? Do you want to ask her quickly, Silvela, or how would you?
2: Yeah, I just. Yeah, I just did ask her if she could talk a little bit about, you know, her situation. As I said, I know a little bit about her situation, and just wondered if she was able.
3: Okay,
1: to do talk you want to?
3: Is, is there anything specifically you want to ask? TPS? isn't involved in my personal case. Um, so my daughter has not been taken, um, for adoption or anything. My nieces have been, um, they were taken from my brother, both my nieces, and they were, um, they just officially got adopted out. Um, I don't even know where they are. They never even let me have any visitation or a chance at anything. So, and I have no contact with my brother. So I don't know what's going on with that. Um, I don't even have a case number. They wouldn't give me a case number. So, um, I have no legal way to fight that. Um... As far as my situation, I've asked CPS to get involved because I'd rather her get adopted than be with her abusive dad if they aren't going to give her to me. Um, CPS has taken no action, although I think in my case there's something else going on. I don't know if it's... uh, I don't know. I think he knows someone or something. So, Um, But, yeah. If you have any other more specific questions... I
1: I suppose at least we're getting the different... We're getting a slight... uh, other side of the sort of coin spectrum kind of thing so we're getting you've obviously got kids but having to go the kids that are having either been taken away not through choice or having to go through to adoption or fostering etc kind of process because of the the situation you're in so we're kind of getting a little bit of an insight to what can also happen when you have kids even though when you and for women who don't have kids or can't have kids basically uh, as well
2: because the, the key is, I guess the key takeaway from what Nikki is saying is to make sure the children are truly free and clear for adoption. And I think most people, including myself, would assume they are.
3: No, that's not really what I'm saying. So um, they're all they're most likely always going. I've only seen one case in which the child wasn't actually clear for adoption, the six-month waiting period in California at six months. So, and that six months period had not passed. That's the only one I've ever heard of, and I talk to a lot of people across the United States every day. And so, um, but the, what I'm really saying is, uh, is you know, just to, if you can, you know, if the if the if the um, social worker can facilitate a meeting between the parents to facilitate. Where's my dog? It to facilitate that because. A lot of times, the, the the situation was not that you know the the child was in an abusive situation or you know the mother couldn't take care of it or didn't want it or something like that. The majority of the time, actually, that is the case, um, from what I've seen. So, and not just in California, all across the United States, it's a problem in other countries as well. Um, United States and uh, the UK are the worst. Canada's kind of high up there, um, but. Yeah, just to be aware and but to try to like try that. to do everything you can to see what the prior situation really was. You know what I'm saying?
2: Right.
3: Okay. And I have to call for my dog. Okay.
1: Okay. Well, listen. We're do, well, thanks. Thanks for the input, Nikki. Just, uh, due we're doing uh, and what we'll do is we'll uh, thanks for that. And maybe in, in our in our time we can get some more info for. Okay. Thanks. Uh, thank there's you. a thanks, Nikki. Um, so. What was your thoughts on that, Sevilla? What was your kind of if you given given some feedback? on What you briefly got there from that?
2: Well, um, again, it's just my just the key takeaway for me is to just for people who are adopting to be sure everything is like she said. Check the paperwork. Make sure that the child is truly available for adoption. The the waiting period has been had, and just make sure everything. Don't just assume. That's what I take away from the whole thing. Just because the child is up for adoption doesn't mean that uh, everything has been cleared on the, the back end, for lack of a better term.
1: Okay. So, well, I think we've probably covered... you think we've covered everything about adoption? Or is there anything else you'd like to cover yourself? Or maybe I have not, a question I may not have asked? Uh,
2: I, I would think so from my knowledge level. <laughs> you know... Oh, that...
1: Um, well, I know what. I, one quick question, actually, I think mm-hmm. I'd like to ask is... Even though with adoption in general, if, um, do you if you have haven't heard of the phrase "Does your face fit"? Mm-hmm. If you haven't heard of that, it means what we what I'm understanding is over in this country. If your face fits, so if you go for a job interview, and um, it's simple they'll be looking at you and thinking, "Does your face fit?" And if they don't like the look of you, they don't like who you are. Maybe you're not going to get the job. But if they like who you are, you're going to get the job. In this case, now this may going to with your experience when you went to look to you didn't go to the full process, but you felt kind of treated a bit badly when you went through the process of trying to in, inquiring about adoption. Okay, would it be? Do you think that you're maybe they looked at you and thought maybe she her face doesn't fit, and they're not interested, maybe they kind of. Sh- bombed you off to basically because maybe because you didn't look the part maybe it could be a race issue it may not be a race issue it could be maybe because you're a single you're you're single could just be you have a presence certainly they may not like your presence they might not like how you talk or you never know it could be a number of issues in many ways to many people do you think that could be a, a factor in this day and age or do you think it's not a factor
2: Unfortunately, still in this day and age, though all of those things can be a factor. Were they in my case? I don't at the time, I didn't think that. I, I mean, it's something to think about now, but I in the first situation, and for those who don't know, the two times that I tried to adopt a, the, those two instances, things just didn't work out. In the first instance, I had gone um, had driven north for about an hour, hour and a half uh, north Florida. And uh, there was a church up there that was having an adoption fair. And I'm single and childless and wanted to adopt a child. And so I went up there to see about the process, but they never responded to me uh, after the fact. When I would call to follow up to see what next steps were, they would never return my phone call. And uh, I assumed it was, and, and, and I mentioned that it's a church because it was a church, it could have been anywhere. But in this instance, it was a church. And uh, they never returned my phone calls or responded to my queries. And I tried several times to, to reach out to them after the initial meeting at the fair. And I just assumed that it was because I was single. I, I assumed that uh, in many adoption cases, and I could be wrong, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that they want you to be married. They want a couple to adopt a child, not a single person. And I think that's why they just never, they never uh, followed up with me, no matter how many times I tried to reach out to them. In the second instance, I had made an appointment, taken time off work, and went down maybe 10, 15 minutes away from where I worked to meet with an adoption agency. And I drove up and down that street for about 25 minutes and never found the agency. Mm -hmm. And I called while I was driving, and no one would pick up the phone. So when I got back to work after driving around with this just pit in my stomach, like, you know, I can't believe this is happening. You know, I felt so badly that day. The rest of the day was just, I don't know. I just really felt bad because I was like, here we go again. And uh, when I got back to work and I called, the lady answered the phone. And as I look back on it, <laughs> maybe she went to lunch or something and forgot about the appointment. But I don't know because when I asked her, you know, you know what happened? We had an appointment and I, I couldn't find the place and I, I couldn't get an answer on the phone. She was just like, oh, oh, well, wow. that was her response. Right. So like, really?
1: So, so it sounds like <laughs> she's either getting paid to do a job and doesn't really... Uh, it, yeah, it's obviously not too bothered. Basically, it seems like a lack, a lack of somebody who's obviously maybe whether it could be a high pressure job, you don't know, or if it's an adoption agency is run by the state, or it's a private adoption agency. We it's something we'll never know. Uh, and some you do get some. Maybe she's had a bad day, or somebody who just hey, they obviously don't care. There's a lot. I think it's run by the state. You maybe don't care. Maybe get a lot of people who just don't care about they're in the job. Hey. Or people who work for like a job center or something, and maybe they just like they just don't care really they're in their job they're getting paid, and maybe they think, oh I can't be bothered, hey <laughs> you know what I mean and but hey, in the long term, maybe it wasn't meant to be and as in a lot of things we say if it was what is for you will not go uh, by you, so maybe exactly. this wasn't it wasn't the right time right. And, and maybe you never know you might. You might get an opportunity again. You might not. Do you think you might you might try that an opportunity again, or do you think you're maybe past that stage? Or what's your thoughts?
2: Sometimes I think I am past that stage. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what God has in store for me. Maybe He knows what He's doing, and maybe, maybe for Him it's just not time yet. When I think about it, without mentioning my age, you know, in my forties now, I just. You know, sometimes I think, wow, I'm I'm free to to do what I want whenever. But it sure would be wonderful to be able to pour into the life of a little person. I call them little people. <laughs> <laughs> and so it, it sure would be nice to, you know, to to just pour into. Uh, for instance, I had the opportunity to be in the in the lives of my three nephews from the day they were born until now that they're in their twenties. And I, I know that I'm an aunt, I'm not their mother, but I still had the opportunity to to buy them their gifts, Christmas and birthdays, take them to their games when their one of their parents couldn't make it, you know, babysit with for them for the weekend, give their parents a break. As they got older, we did different things together, you know, took them to the museums. I just poured into them how I could. And and now that they're in their twenties. They've allowed me to continue to be in their lives. I'm on their Facebook. They're on mine. (laughs) You know, the oldest one, we just had a long hour and a half conversation about making sure that everything was okay with him, with the way he was, you know, running his life and everything. And he, he reached out to me. And so I am enjoying continuing to be an aunt to these three people. I love them. To the moon and back. And I know they feel the same way about me. They've taken the time to learn me. They know what to buy me for my birthday <laughs> or for Christmas. And they, they just know me. And I, I really, really am thankful to them for that. And I'm thankful for that little slice of being in these people's lives and being able to do everything from changing pampers to talking to them about school and college and just being an aunt to them, you know, the right kind of aunt. And so that was my little sliver of dealing with people from the time they were born until now and hopefully for many years to come. So I'm thankful for that. And I may still, one of these days, you never know. I just, you don't know how things are going to work out in life I guess.
1: So how would you like to summarize this for obviously my listeners uh, and your listeners of 21st Century Hannah? How would you like to summarize Topic of adoption and for people who are thinking about it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
2: Well, I, I think that uh, when it comes to adoption, uh, sponsorship, um, anything, you know, I think just just do the research, um, do what you can to know the backstory, do as much research on whichever you decide to do, whether it's adoption or sponsorship or, you know, anything else that you decide to do. Don't just jump into it. Think about what you're doing. Think about it's the fact that it's a human being that you're, um, you're taking care of. It's not just some little kid or some child or some baby. This is a human being. And whatever you pour into that person, that human being, whether positive or negative, can affect them for the rest of their lives. So I say think seriously about what you're doing and then move forward with it because, as I said, there are more people on this planet who – Uh, need help, living in poverty, just uh, they need need a a hand up. Uh, And I think that those of us who can do it should. And so hopefully no one thinks that it's a cop-out that I didn't go the sponsorship route, um, you know, or any other route other than adoption. But you've got to be serious about what it is that you're doing when it comes to dealing with another human being
1: but okay. Go for it. Oh, <laughs> well, want to thank you to part two of Simla Morgan interview. Thank you for being here, and hopefully to twenty-first century Hannah listeners that uh, she will you will find this helpful going forward, and also going forward with her podcast. What's your plan for recording your own podcast? Are you still are you doing going to be doing it like once a week, once a couple of months, or how's your how's your plans? Are you going to try and get investigate into more areas regarding this. Topic, or are you going to try and maybe step outside the circle and cover other areas as well?
2: I, I do plan on covering other areas and I am going to commit at this point to twice a month. I know some podcasters post once a week and that's wonderful, but I will not commit to that because I don't like to overcommit and I don't like to overpromise. So I will say two times a month now that I've got my wonderful ATR2100 microphone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> for, for anybody who doesn't have a clue, I might know anything about <laughs> microphones and thinking she's lost the plot, uh, but and she's like, eh, what's that? <laughs> so for those, uh, yes, uh, if you have any clue about microphones, you'll know that's a very good microphone and it is very good for podcasting. So just in case you uh, don't know about that. but and
2: uh,
1: and, Sorry, say that again?
2: It's not very expensive
1: and it's not that expensive either so right. it won't break your budget to say the least right. which is a good thing so at least well so you're committing yourself twice a month at least that's helpful for your listeners and for people listening to this mm-hmm. and I think hopefully the Scottish and UK audience will hopefully uh, be impressed with in, well impressed and also be eager to hear going forward the, the many podcasts that you do going, for the coming year 2016. It should be great. So thank you for this wonderful interview.
2: Thank and you very
1: much. Uh, we will look forward to maybe a part three in the future or see what an update and how you're going and uh, anything else. You never know.
2: Let me let me also just add that um, my my web address, my website is com for details on, on everything that I have going on. My website is once again being revamped, but it, as far as I know right now, it is up and running for you to go visit, so www.savillamorgan.com, and uh, I plan on doing some blabs and downloading or uploading to my podcast channel, but there are times when I'll just go straight to podcast, and I'm also looking for interviews, as you asked, you know, going outside of the platform a little. I guess I can. Uh, for instance... There is a group that I want to interview um, about skin care because some people believe that a lot of women are not able to carry a child or are miscarrying because of, believe it or not, the, the, the things, the, the, the detergents that we wash our clothes with, the, 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 the things that we bathe with, things like that. So, um, you know, I'm all over social media. I plan on... Um, posting on my YouTube channel, Books by Savella Morgan, or just search for Savella Morgan on YouTube, and uh, I'm all over. Just uh, check me out at savellamorgan.com, and that'll point you to all of the social media platforms that I'm on. Superb.
1: Well, thank you once again, and uh, till next time for another update in 2016 later on. Uh, we look forward to hearing the podcast from 21st Century Hannah in the upcoming months, and uh, the news stories as well regarding ch- women who are childless, not by choice. So, thanks again, and thank you for your time, Savilla. And hopefully, this so your listeners will be able to understand this uh, Scottish person uh, talking and think, <laughs> What's he saying? Is he speaking <laughs> Japanese? No. Hmm. Anyway, thank you. Thanks again, and I'll we'll speak to you again soon. Bye for now.
0: This show is brought to you by Edinburgh Dusters.com and IdeasGoingLive.com.
1: Okay, There we go, that was the interview with Sevilla Morgan, our part two Hope you enjoyed that uh, You can also find uh, Hatrick and Ramsey Unleashed Podcast, you can find us on ACAST The app, if you download the app you'll find us Which is ACAST Which is A-C-A-S-T um, Easy to find You can download, some, download us Download us, yes, and download or listen to our shows Via the app And uh, give us some reviews, it would be great You'll find us also on iTunes Under Hatrick and Ramsey Unleashed we're also on Podbean, and we're also on SoundCloud. So please, come and listen. Come and give us your views. Help us to improve our show. As I say, help us to make this better for you guys, because you're the ones that are listening to us. You're our audience. You're the ones we're entertaining. Hey, you're our audience. You're, you're our judge, jury, and executioner, so to speak. But anyway, please uh, give us your reviews. Give us your reviews. Tell us what you think of it, etc etc. And thank you for everyone across the world who has been listening to our show, and thank you that you are making the effort to press that play button. And we're giving you some sort of entertainment. I, th- I hope we're giving you entertainment. Uh just don't, just don't write us and say I was sitting in the bath with a razor blade hanging across my wrist. Eh, uh, please do not advise that. Eh, uh, okay, okay. Thank you very much. Um, but anyway, thank you and uh, take it easy have a good start to 2016 Uh, I'm going to play a little bit of nice soothing music maybe, something just to end the show, but thank you once again for listening to another episode of the Hatrick and Ramsey Unleashed Podcast Show until next time bye bye now